Well, welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. My name is Greg, and I am so glad that you are listening right now. Listen, man, life is hard, but we are here to help you. And so I hope you enjoy today's message. And man, our, our, our real prayer and our real hope is that, that the message today will help you take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Good morning, Miami Church. So excited to have you here this Sunday morning on our online gathering. For those of you who do not know who I am, my name is George Santana. I'm one of the many volunteers here at the church. And today, I have the honor to share with you the message. Now, today's message, the title is, You Can Have It All and Still Be Miserable. I want you to think of the most arrogant person you know. This person may be someone that you know from the past. It could be a co-worker of yours, a family member of yours, or maybe even the person you're sitting next to right now. And when I mean arrogant, I mean someone so arrogant that you can't even stand to be in the room with them because they're so entitled. And I'm sure this person has probably made you upset before, has hurt you from personal interactions, But there's also some times in our life where we make assumptions based on people without having the complete data. For example, here in Miami, I'm sure that you've been stuck at a traffic light or maybe just stuck in traffic, and you've had this 19-year-old kid pull up next to you in a $200,000 car. And at that moment, we don't assume Man, this kid has probably worked so hard working at Starbucks to save that money to drive that $200,000 car. We definitely don't say, you know what? He's probably has some good investments, and that's why he has that car. What we really say is, kid, stop looking at me. You know that's not your car. You're probably rich, spoiled, entitled. The only reason you're driving that car is because your mommy and daddy are rich. They probably bought you that car, or probably it's not even yours. They lend it to you. But what if, what if maybe that 19-year-old kid driving that $200,000 car is extremely generous and just as honoring God with his finances? And then that person next to you on the opposite side, driving that 1999 Ford Focus with a two-tone paint job, half white, half rust, with the bumper falling off, has a relationship with money or an obsession with money that is very unhealthy. You see, from the outside, we really can't tell what is in someone's heart. So today, I ask you a very important question, church. Are you entitled or are you generous? So are you entitled or are you generous? I'm going to read to you one of the most misquoted verses in the Bible. So if you open up your Bibles right now or just pull them out from your mobile app, go to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. That's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. And here it says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves 
with many griefs. See, what the Bible is saying here is that money amplifies who you truly are. So if you're arrogant, you're selfish, and you only think about yourself, money is going to make you more of that. But if you're generous and you're a giver and you love to serve others, then money is going to allow you to bless many people. And that's why I believe that the mindset that you have towards money can affect the outcome of your actions. I'll say that again. The mindset that you have towards money can affect the outcome of your actions. You know, while I was preparing for this message, I felt God reminded me of this movie I saw a while ago. And I'm not going to tell you the name of this movie because I'm probably going to ruin it for you right now. I'm going to spoil this whole movie, so spoiler alert. But it's about this young adult that has had everything he needs. You know, he's never worked the day of his life. He's super entitled. He's arrogant. He's so full of himself, but he has all of the things that sometimes we want. He has an apartment, beautiful penthouse overlooking the city. He has a muscle car custom made to his taste. He has a lot of friends and even has a beautiful, gorgeous girlfriend. But the sad part about this story is that his grandfather, who has built this empire so he can live this type of lifestyle, passes away. And his grandfather leaves him this inheritance, which he can only have access to it if he accomplishes the 12 steps that his grandfather has in place for him. So during these 12 steps, he loses everything. He loses the car. He loses his girlfriend. He loses the money. He loses the penthouse suite. But the cool thing about the process was that it helped him realize that he can be generous. He can appreciate money. He knows how to work now. He knows how to listen to people. He knows how to care for others. And he also meets this sweet young girl who is battling cancer. And she's the only true friend that he has during this process and even the only true friend he's had in many years. The sad part is that she doesn't make it. But he ends up accomplishing these 12 steps. So when he receives his inheritance, it was for the amount of $100 million. And because of this young, sweet girl, he ends up giving it all away and decides to build a hospital to be there for others. So in the end, any children that are experiencing similar diseases or battles that she had can be there and get taken care of. And this is, to me, my favorite part of the movie because once he gives it all away, his grandfather had another inheritance hidden from him that the only way he can receive it was if he gave away everything that he received. And because he did he received an inheritance of all his assets totaling up to over a billion dollars. And after seeing someone like that do a total 360 and change their life, it's just a constant reminder of how generous God is and how much God loves us. What you see here is that generosity triggers God's blessings. I'll say that again. Generosity triggers God's blessings. And if you go to the Bible, 
and you go to Proverbs chapter 22, verse 9, it says there, generous people will be blessed. Going back to generosity triggers God's blessings. You can also go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, and you can read there that it says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So wherever you put your money, that's exactly where your heart is. If you have your money here stored in the bank and you're just saving it and keeping it for yourself, that's where your heart is. But if you have your money here on this side where you're generous with it and you're blessing other people and you're giving back, that's where your heart truly is. And if you put your money in the right place and you're being generous with it, you're honoring God. So once again, I ask you today, church, are you entitled or are you generous? And if you're asking yourself right now, George, I have no idea. I still don't know. Here's a way you could probably find out. Have you ever gone to the doctor by any chance and got your physical done? Well, if you have, then you know that when you go to the doctor and you're doing your physical, the doctor is checking for a couple things. They're checking for your blood pressure, for your oxygen level. They're actually seeing how tall you are. They're measuring your weight. And all of those things combined in a document, another word for that is your vital signs. And I believe that spiritual generosity is your vital signs. And listen, this is not the end all, be all. You are not dead because you're not generous. But you may be in trouble. And the truth is that generosity is love in action. Generosity is love in action. And when you're generous, you're showing God your love towards him. And remember, love has nothing to do with receiving. It has everything to do with giving. We can actually see this in the Bible if you go to John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. This shows us how much God loves us, how generous God is. That before God created us, he knew that he would have to give his only son away. And even knowing that, he still created us. You see, his son Jesus, the one that died on the cross for our sins, he paid the price that you and I should be paying this day. And if that's not love and that's not generosity, then I don't know what is. Because God loved, God gave and we believed, and we received. And God is so generous that when we truly start thinking about our daily lives, the only reason why we have a roof over our head, and we have the food in our fridge, and the car we're driving outside, or the clothes that we have on right now, 
It's because God has blessed us with it. Our finances, our money, those are gifts that God has given us. God lends us the money so we can take care of our family. And listen, I'm pretty sure if you're new to this church, you're saying to yourself or you're telling me, listen, George, God has never given me anything. God doesn't lend me money. I wake up in the morning and I go out there and I make a living and I earn my money. And you know what? That's okay. I've been there before. I understand. But I want you to think about something. I want you to think about when you woke up that morning and you put your two feet on the floor and you're able to walk around the house and get ready to go to work. Who blessed you with those two legs that you're able to walk around with? When you got into your car and you're able to get to work and you're able to see everything around you so you can get there safely, I want you to think about who blessed you with your sight. When you got to work and you're able to hear your coworkers, hear your clients, and because of that, you're able to do your work, who blessed you with your ability to hear? And that's God's gift to you. That's how he allows you to be able to provide for your family and earn a paycheck so you could continue to live on. And for that reason, God continues to be generous with us. And I truly believe that God just wants us to stop being selfish. Have you ever been selfish in your life? Can you think of a moment right now where you were so selfish that you think to yourself, what was I thinking? Well, I have. I remember this birthday party that I had. I think I was about seven or eight years old. I'm not sure, but this birthday party was so cool. It was a Space Jam theme. If you guys don't know what Space Jam is, it's this cool movie with Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes. And we had everything. We had the paper plates of Space Jam, the piñata, the napkins, the table mats, the cake. We had everything of Space Jam. Even my parents got a bounce house, cotton candy machine, the pastelitos, even a clown showed up to my birthday party. But there's one moment in that birthday party that changed my life. And that was when I was opening the gifts. I was so excited because I was finally opening all these gifts and I got to like see what I wanted. And then my friend comes up to me and he tells me, here, George, this is my gift to you. Happy birthday. So I'm opening this gift and I'm super excited. And when I finally take a look at this gift, it's a Star Wars X-Wing fighter jet. Oh my God, I've been dying to get this gift all year and I finally had it. So I opened it up and I started going around the house, flying around with it, having a blast. I even forgot about my other gifts because I was so excited about that gift. And then that same friend that gave me that gift comes up to me and says, hey George, can I play with it for a little bit? And I look him dead in the eyes and I say, no, this is my gift. It's my birthday. You go get your own gift. And he just starts crying. And he runs away. And I think to myself, now I'm like, how can I just tell someone who has blessed me 
with an incredible gift, exactly what I just told them. My mother comes up to me because she overheard what happened, and she says, George, what are you doing? That's not how I raised you. You're supposed to share. You're supposed to be generous. And that's exactly what I feel God wants for each and every one of us. He wants us to be generous. He wants us to be selfless. And when you look at that, there's one thing that I want for every, for every single one of you guys. And that is for you to go out there and be generous yourself. I want you to step out of your comfort zone and I want you to go do something this week and be generous to someone. Listen, just go to a restaurant, order some appetizers, get a nice meal, and when that waiter or waitress comes up and leaves that tab on your table and you look at that tip section, leave a generous tip. Now you may be asking, George, what's a generous tip? Well, something you don't usually do. Something when you're actually writing those numbers down, you're kind of nervous. You don't know if you should do it. If you have those feelings at that moment, that's when you're being generous. Give back to the church. And listen, if you can't give back financially, that's okay. Give back with your time. Serve at the church. Find a foundation. Maybe the city, the community. Go give your time back to bless others and be generous with it. And if you can't give back with your time, that's okay. Give back with your words. Call someone today. Text, shoot a text message to someone today and tell them, hey, I just want to let you know I am so grateful to have you in my life. You are amazing. I love you. You're special. And watch the reaction that you get. That, those words right there can make that person's day, maybe that person's month, or maybe even that person's year. And if you're anything like me, and you always wanted to give back financially, but you couldn't because your finances weren't in place, that's okay. I believe Financial Peace University is one of those tools that can benefit you because they're benefiting me and my wife. And if you're interested, there's going to be a link right below that you can click on and we can help you get enrolled with Financial Peace University. All the information will be there, but I'll be leading Financial Peace University and I'm really excited to start this journey with you to help your finances get in place, but also to help you be generous. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being generous with us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for sacrificing so much so we can have a direct relationship with you. Lord, I just pray that this message can help as many people be generous, Lord. I pray that in the end, your love, your words, just show up in as many people's lives. I know we've been blessed before by others, and I just pray that we can bless others the same way we've been blessed and the same way that you 
have been there for us. So, Lord, I love you, and I thank you. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us on our social media channels or send us an email at helloatmiamichurch.com. Also, be sure to subscribe because you don't want to miss out on any future conversations. I hope our time together inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey.